Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. Welcome to the July of 22 edition of the Fuel Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Chief Nathan Parks. And as always with me is Tech Sergeant Josh, the Dream Weaver. Josh, uh, glad, to, glad to see you feeling better. Glad to see you here and yep. uh, enjoying this nice weather. So Much nicer than, uh, what, a couple weeks ago? Man, in the hundreds and you were tearing down a house or I something. I was tearing down a house and it's 98 degrees. I'm over here waking up at four in the morning and using a the uh the light bar on my truck yeah. so i can see yeah. I'm like i can only work till like eight yeah we all make life choices josh yeah. that's you chose i chose the wrong I chose week wrong. You well, chose- i'll tell you what it was the garbage company that chose the wrong week to deliver a dumpster to yeah. me so but beautiful week but beautiful weather out um so july uta is going to be probably a little bit interesting maybe a little bit light for some people a lot of people participated in the june exercise which was uh, uh fun at times i guess at times it is stressful but uh uh, good times, a lot of training out there in in the June UTA. So if you have July off and you're still listening to this, well, good on you. Like, thank good you for doing you. that. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for doing that. Um, um, but uh, get out here and enjoy some of this weather and enjoy the, the July UTA. I will actually be out in um, in DC for a command chief conference as well as uh, the enlisted symposium that that's going on out there. So uh, and then have several other TDYs after that. So. Um, Colonel Pemberton sent an email out this week announcing that, uh, I, I accepted another position was, was hired into, uh, the chief of the AFRC's chiefs group. And so I will be headed out to the Pentagon, uh, probably in late September to, to do that job. Uh, the, the position here, the command chief position is an AGR position and, uh, is advertised out there on Slickums. And so, uh, those that are qualified can can go out and apply for that. So to be qualified, you have to be an, um, a chief that uh, meets the command chief screening board and, and is approved by AFRIC to become a command chief. So we'll go start that process. Hopefully we'll know by uh, by the first part of August who the next command chief is going to be here and and maybe even have them out for the, the August UTA, but but for sure out for the September UTA. Uh, so looking forward to seeing all the great candidates out there that, uh, apply for this position. That sounds so. like low hanging fruit for a, a guest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cast, yeah right? we probably would. Yeah. yeah the new guest, <laughs> the, the next guest could be, could be them. We'll probably know the next one, but the, yeah. the one after that. So that's a great idea. So I know. I'm full well, of that. That and we'll find out in this podcast that chief Cassidy is high on the list. To, high to get on in the here. list. So, um, which is a great dude. I just, that, that'd be a great conversation. So. Um, but we're going to get into a conversation here, uh, with the, a couple of our members that go from, uh, enlisted to officer. And we've had a lot of questions about it and, and you guys sent in some, some information. So, uh, hope that you enjoy this conversation. Hey, welcome, uh, to our, our guest here. So we have Lieutenant Grasmick. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And also Sergeant Hyman, thank you for being here. And as always, Josh, the Dreamweaver. Uh, and so uh, we got some input in the the Google forum. People uh, writing stuff and talking about uh, E to O. So that's the conversation we're going to jump into in a little bit. But uh, let's jump into first, like who you are. So, uh, Sergeant Hyman, why don't you start? Like, uh, where are you from? Um, I'm actually from Walton, so not far from here at all. Walton. So the dog shed, like yes. that's the, that's yes. your, your go-to. Yeah. Yep. That's a, everybody knows that. Go down there. And then what's the other place? I live in Indy now. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Moved out. Huh? Yeah. So how's the people of Walton? Do they treat you like when you come back or are, are they? I stay away. Yeah. They stay away. yeah. <laughs> I don't ever go to Walton. I go to here and that's about the extent yeah, of yeah, it anymore. <laughs> they don't accept you anymore. Like you, it's <laughs> I'm like a city a, person yeah, now. It's like an animal that has a human smell on it. You're like, yeah. you know, nope, no longer <laughs> welcome there. So you can't go back to the dog shed. Anything at the dog shed that we should know about that maybe a secret menu or anything, anything that I don't know about secret menu. Everything there is good. The freeze is really good too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the freeze. freeze. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you haven't checked those things out, uh, you should. It's not that far. You no, it's less than 10 minutes from base. Yeah. Easy to grab something and, and, and get back here. So Walton, born and raised? Yep. Okay. And high school there? Yes. Playing sports in high school? I played tennis. Tennis. Are you a legend over there? Like, can we go over there and see your name on the wall or uh, anything like There's that? some pictures of me in there. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and then uh, last week or two weeks ago, uh, we actually got you around uh, Senator Donato, who yeah. is also from Walton. Yeah. And uh, and she loved your story. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But um, any family, any significant other, anything like that? Uh, any kids? Any, any of that? Uh, I do have a boyfriend. Okay. All right. Um, he's active duty out in Texas. Texas. All right. What's so. he do? Uh, training analysis. He was a crew chief. Well, but he transferred out there oh, smart. to take care of training house. That sounds yeah. smart. It sounds like it's yeah. too smart for either of us. Sounds like, don't, sounds like I don't, don't get them hyped up. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. Sounds like I, I don't I qualify that for that job. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, uh, how long have you been here at Grissom? Eight years. Eight years. Uh, all over in AMXS? Yep. Okay. And so you work over there with uh, Chief Cassie, Sergeant Fletcher, and, and that yep. whole crew over there. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So we don't, we'll agree to disagree. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love those dudes. They're, they're great guys. So uh, awesome. Uh, well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Happy so, to be here. Yeah. You ever been on a podcast before? No. Yeah, this is it. Have this you ever the- listened to a podcast before? All the time. You do? Just not this one. Just not yeah. this one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cut that Normally out. people no, lie. Yeah, cut that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're not going to cut that out. Like, it's, all of our four listeners are offended right now. <laughs> so now, that's why we keep having people out here is it boosts our ratings. <laughs> yeah, tell your friends at Walt this. <laughs> they'll, tune, they'll tune in. All like 500 yeah, of them. Yeah, so we, <laughs> that would be a significant our, boost yeah. to our numbers. Yeah, yeah. so Lieutenant Grasnick, how are you? Good, Chief. Good. Uh, where are you from? Wyoming. Wyoming. The vast Wyoming. Yes. So most, you, most people think it's a large city in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so Is it not? It's west. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wait, how did you get to Indiana from Wyoming? That is a long and circuitous story. All right, well, give me the clip notes. Well, first off, uh, can we not use words like circuitous? This is a listed podcast, right? <laughs> if I don't know what it means, the listeners aren't going to either. Because well, all four of them yeah. are our family members. So, you know, now go ahead. So, um, so uh, I graduated uh, junior college out in Wyoming. I was like all other, you know, college graduates. I was broke and didn't have any money to do anything in life. So I was like, what's this military thing got going on? So I uh, walked into recruiter's office <clears throat> hoping to join the Air Force and and only as an officer, right? And because uh, did you have your you had your degree at that just, time? Just a two year degree because okay. I didn't know anything about the military at that time. Okay, but I had so Not I, just I talked to the degree. Air Force recruiter, and he didn't really want to talk to me. He must must have had his quota that month or something. But on the way out, I had to walk past the Navy, the Army, and the Marines mm. to get back out the door, and the Army sucked me in. So I enli- actually enlisted in the Army instead of commissioning in the. <laughs> In the Air Force. Yeah, that um, seems like a great choice. Yeah, that didn't work out yeah, well at all. Life choices. Yes. I um, picture that scene too. It's like <laughs> you're walking out of a Wyoming recruiter, like, and then your your Navy, Army, and Marine guy, you know, the Air Force dude's all the way on the end, right? He's he probably was, in his he was. Yes, he's probably he was. in his blues, right? Yeah, As you're yeah. walking out. There's three dudes standing there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> they were lining, they were lining the hallway blowing, to see yeah, who, who could grab them first. Yeah, your face like, where are you going, boy? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, the, the only thing that set him apart was the Army guy goes, we got pizza. Yeah, no. And so I'm a starving, broke college kid. I'm like, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> Throw beer on top of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's so, how I think uh, how Army gets a lot of people. I, if they only knew. I don't Just know. go around the colleges with free yeah. pizza. You'll meet your your quotas for the year. Yeah, that's right. That's like I said. That's also what you need if you're moving. So, <laughs> yeah. So you go in. You go in the army. What did you do in the army? I was a Korean cryptologic linguist, and so the military sent me to. Monterey, Josh, California. Josh, Josh's head just exploded. <laughs> it exploded. Yeah. It go was ahead. a good job. It was yeah. a good job. What was it? Uh, so cryptologic linguist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they teach you a language. So they gave me Korean. Do you still speak Korean? Uh, which means be say word for yeah. right now, I speak no some, clue. but it's been a while, so I've forgotten a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that that's awesome. 
So then, uh, what'd you do with that? Um, so I went to, like I said, Monterey, um, that language course was pretty long. It was a year and a half. Um, mm -hmm. if you do, you know, first time goes on everything. Um, but that's where I met my wife. And it's a terrible location. Mon <laughs> oh, Monterey. horrible. I suffered yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Going from <laughs> Wyoming to Monterey, like that's terrible. Kind of like going from Walton to Indy. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, yeah. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shock. It's a shock. Um, but my wife ended up uh, being in the same class as me. She was Air Force as a linguist as well. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we, what we were, language does she, she speak? Korean. Yeah. We ended up being speaking partners oh, in that class. That's where it all started. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, went to uh, that training, moved on to Texas, and then went to Korea for about three years. Yeah. So that's how I ended up. Because I feel like the now. original question was, how'd you end up in Indiana? Oh, and my <laughs> wife was from Indiana. But okay. you see how far back that goes? Yeah. Man, I told you circuitous. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was in my head. I'm like, I had to go to all the way to Korea to come back here. All of you out there that are looking to find that special someone, <laughs> maybe take a foreign language class. Where go they find free pizza. At yeah, a college where they recruiting must station. partner you with someone else. But yeah, free pizza. Always yeah. follow free pizza. Yeah. All right. So how long you been here? Um, 11 years, chief. 11 I started years. off as a crew chief mm -hmm. um, and then uh, switched over to education and training, uh, went to CE, came up to IG. Um, and then as the officer package was going through, um, that's when I finally got accepted to LRS. So it's been a it's been an awesome road. Met a lot of great people and done a lot of cool things. So, yeah. So you've done a lot of crap. Right. Like a lot of different jobs and not that those jobs are crap, but uh, <laughs> that's one of the things I want to dig into because I, I love that uh, that side of things. I think sometimes people don't explore. So obviously you met your wife there. So you're married. Uh, kids. Three. Three kids. How old? 17, 15 and 13. Okay. You're well, almost done. Boy, <laughs> you you can see the finish line. We're getting yeah. close. Yeah. Boys, girls. Uh, one boy, two girls. Okay. Oldest boy? He is. Yep. He's been pretty good. I can't complain. Which one's your favorite? I don't have <laughs> favorites. <laughs> Whichever one will do the dishes and cut the grass, right? Yeah, you almost got it. Changes weekly. Yeah. Yeah, that is that does change quite a bit. So awesome. So 17-year-old gonna be a senior this year? Um yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Any that that's uh any military plans for for him or the, they've been talked about, um, you know, coming up with different plans and ideas. Uh, we'll see. My, I know my youngest wants to be a, a pilot here. Mm -hmm. um, so she had one of the interactions with uh, Colonel Dwell while she was here. And that has just been one of those things like, wow, that's what you can do. Yeah. She was awesome. I want to do that. So That's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, you may want to introduce her also to uh, Sergeant Hyman. Yes. Sergeant Hyman <laughs> is, uh, so uh, most recently I want you to tell us about, uh, you went through a process uh, here. Yeah. Right. To become uh, a pilot here. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long process. Yeah. How long? <laughs> well, if you think about it, I had to get my bachelor's. So it's been quite a few. I joined and I always wanted to do this, but I wanted to do school. So I did my bachelor's and I enjoy school. So I was like, yeah. So that's let a me get a master's. So I did that. <laughs> And uh, in what, like, what's your bachelor's in? Uh, criminal justice. Okay. And then my master's is criminal justice and public safety with uh, emphasis on homeland security. So, why criminal justice, I guess? I find it interesting. Okay. And that was my backup plan if something yeah. ever happened to me, or yeah. you never know. That's if the military didn't work out or whatever. Yeah. That's you go out and be a sheriff in no, Wyoming. No, I don't want to be a cop. In Wyoming. That's what <laughs> what, in that Longmar? Longmar <laughs> yeah, that's is right, in Wyoming. Chief, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd be the Walton Sheriff. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that is a, that's a different county. I'll say, yeah, it is. So sure. Um, so long process. Yeah, I did all that. And then there's a couple tests you have to take. Yeah, the FOQT. Um, yep, I did that. I took that twice. Did How'd you do on the first one? 
Uh, English is not my strong suit. Walton yeah. didn't come in handy in that department. <laughs> yeah. well, what about you? How I many times say, did you Chief, take it? I took it twice. Yeah, yeah. So I failed the first time. Yeah. But I will tell you. So um, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Let's see. Look at this. So, so if you're looking at this podcast, this dude, could, like I did ev- absolutely everything you should not do or to make this process longer, I did. So <laughs> learn from me. Yeah, so you you took it twice. You took it twice. Yeah, it, it seems to be pretty common that everybody I talk to, you know, seems to yeah. take it at least twice. Yeah, right. And so, so you you take it a second time. Yeah, and, and it went way better the second okay, time. Good. So my and some of the first high. one is just that you have no idea what you're doing, it's, right? Or yeah, know what and you're getting a into. lot of the topics I have not learned since high school, mm-hmm. like algebra and yeah. twenty I mean, years ago. Yeah. Uh, in geometry, that was ago. never like, my she, she was being nice <laughs> no, to you. She's not near 20 your age. Years ago, <laughs> I took that class. Yeah, all right, yeah. So. Relearning all that was not fun, and I think the hardest part of it is the test is designed so you run out of time. Mm-hmm. So if I could sit there and think about it all day, I could do really well. But you just don't have time. Yeah, it's just as fast as you can. If you have to think about it for a few seconds, yeah. you're already wasting too much time. Yeah, that's what it was with me. I yeah. just it was just. You're not, so for the math part, right? I thought, you know, I'm going to get a calculator and then I have Excel because that's what we've been doing for the last two decades. Like, here's a piece of paper and a pencil. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I haven't done math with a pencil and I don't know how long. And then you have the time limit on top of it. So, yeah, I didn't know any shortcuts or tricks or anything. I'm doing my yeah. long division, <laughs> writing it out. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. Was, was math <laughs> the part one. you failed? <laughs> yeah, the math part. Yeah. We could have just swapped. Like I, English, I did really bad in English. I'm good at math, not English. I would oh, say man. English is my second language, and people are like, "Oh yeah, what's your first?" I'm confusion. <laughs> I'm yeah. really good at confusion. Like that's yeah. that's one of my strong suits. <laughs> so, uh, so all right. So you you take the you get a degree, mm-hmm. and you're a, you said you like college, so you 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 like that learning. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I probably would have got a um, doctorate if I didn't want to do the Why pilot not? thing. I'm going to waste too much time and then be too old. <laughs> oh, no, that's not, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. That's, maybe no, one that's day. Real... Maybe once all the pilot training is over. Yeah, I have three CCF, so I have like a master's, I think. That's more so than me. I, I don't one, have any. If so. I get another one, I could get four. Like I, I think that's a doctorate. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> I mean, you can tell yourself that. Although yeah. earlier, and he's I'll like, you I just had community two years of college. I'm like, that kind of. Hateful. It's kind of <laughs> more hateful than the rest of us in the room. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So you go back and now you go AFOQT and then I take it, you put some kind of package together. Yeah. And you There's say, also hey, another test you have to take, okay. uh, the TBAS. Okay. Was it test of basic aviation skills? So that's if you want to be a pilot. So yes. Not everybody that's has just to take for that. the pilot. Right. So, so I had to take that. Yeah. That's the one where you're like, can you rub your stomach, pat your head? Yeah. Type it's, thing. it's crazy. It's stuff like, like weird that. multitasking. Yep. Has really oh, nothing. I'm serious, Josh. It didn't. Oh, no, you're good. Um, it didn't feel like it really indicated if I could fly. It was just, can you multitask really fast? So what? <laughs> Which what, I guess plays into flying. But so you you got this criminal justice degree. You're from Walton. Yeah. Right. What drives you the pilot course? Uh, my grandpa. Okay. 100%. Oh, here we so go. he um, was drafted in World War II. And he's always been my hero growing up. I grew up right next to him out in Walton. And that's uh-huh. actually why I live in Walton. He retired at Grissom. And so he just stayed around. And then my dad stayed around. And Was your dad military also? No. He tried to the pilot route. And I guess his eyes were too bad. So he's just like, I'm mm. not going to join then. <laughs> but Is your grandfather still living? Uh, he just passed away in um, um, January at 102. 102. Yeah. 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 So well, those are good genes that you're walking into. Yeah. <laughs> I got so, a lot more years to go. So, so grandfather growing up, um, what do you, what do you call him? What do you call you? what do you call him? Grandpa. You just got, so yeah. grandpa, you'd go to grandpa would be telling you stories yeah. of, of flying planes in World War II. Yeah. And all the way up to being here, especially when I joined, then he was so excited when I joined. What an amazing, amazing story. That That's cool. That's awesome. So you put this package together and- We'll, we'll get, we'll go back to this part of that. So you put this package together yeah. and then you uh, submit it here for a pilot board. Yes. Okay. So walk us through that a little bit. Um, it's, I'm not sure if it's the same for your, you, but for the pilot, 
route. There's a they give you a long list of all this stuff, resume and yep. a bunch of military documents and all all kinds of stuff. And um, essentially, once you put all that together, you can apply to where you want. I happen to want to be here, so I applied here. Um, but it, from what I've heard, it's the same place if you want to go anywhere. You put all this together and you send it to um, the training for the other base or wherever you want to be hired. And if they like your package, they'll give you an interview. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have an interview. And if they like you, they'll hire you. And then the yeah. long process of getting approved and doing medical starts. <laughs> yeah. So, and where are you at now with that? Um, the um, AFRAC board is in July. I think it's in like a week or so. So I should find out if I get hired by them in August. And medical, I'm still kind of waiting. So who knows with that. What about you? What was your what was your process like? Um, so I graduated with the bachelor's degree in August of 2018, and I put in that package in October. Um, of when? 2000 what? 2018. And and so you, what did you graduate with? What what type of degree? Business management. Okay. And so, I I guess let's. You like criminal justice. Mm-hmm. Sir Hyman, and and you with the business management. At at any point in there, are these degrees that you're like, hey, this is my backup plan? Oh yeah, for sure. That was my backup plan. For me, it was not. It was just what all of my credits added up to. Um, And I figured a business degree opened a lot of doors if I needed it. Mm -hmm. But um on the outside, I do massage therapy. That's what I was going to say. You also do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do hospice massage. Um, so I didn't really need the business degree other than to commission. Mm. So, so and that you, actually was another goal was to get a bachelor. So, so you're 2018, you get to your degree, you immediately put in your, your package, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere along the line, you get a massage therapy. That was uh, a few years ago, but yes. Yeah. That was, um, 2010, I think is when I got that degree. Yeah. So you have this, you're, you're doing this massage therapy just in kind of waiting. Was that the, um, it's, it's what I do. I've, I've been doing that for 11 years. Um, great job. Best job I think I've had. Uh, I meet a lot of great people I met some world war two pilots um, one guy that started off with, you know, flying the prop planes and then mm-hmm. transferred to jets and he goes, that was crazy and insane. Yeah. And, um, so that was cool. Um, but a lot of veterans, I meet a lot of veterans, um, and it's just a great job. So, but military wise, um, I always wanted to commission. So. Yeah. What's that drive? Okay. There we go. Cause I was like yeah. leaning what's into that? my mic. It's my turn to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask like <laughs> stand by for both of you. <laughs> Why did you want or do what you want started to commission? That whole process? Yeah, because I and it's just me personally, but I have no desire to do that. So, what was it for both of you? Yeah, and you you look at it, you're like, I, I get it. Your, your grandfather was a World War II pilot, but you talked about how proud he was when you we walked in the door, right? Just to yeah. raise your hand, yeah, and serve. So it's kind of like box checked, you know. Made my yeah. grandfather proud, yeah. You know? that's, and it's it, that's why I picked the Air Force. Um, I like to be a pilot was always something I wanted to do, but I'm like, I don't know how this is. I hear his story. It's a very different air force from back then to mm-hmm. how it is now and joining maintenance. Um, it was nice that I could see firsthand for these past eight years. I get to see what they do. I work with them hand in hand. I go on trips with them. So I've seen it and I'm like, I want to do that. I've been able to see it. And now I know for sure I always wanted to, but you never know. So, I, you know, I didn't know what I was getting so into. What drove you to that? Uh, was it your grandfather, or do yeah, you think he was drove there other me people? to join the Air Force um, at the time? And I wanted to do that, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And then being in maintenance, that just like solidified the rest. Was there any, um, you know, to go go down this? So, Kokomo's big on uh, like females in the military, right? Mm-hmm. And so. We're getting ready to dedicate the Marine uh, Center over here to the first female Marine, you know, and then downtown there's a statue right on the the city square of three females 
that I actually served with one of them. And, and it's pretty amazing. You know, the first female fighter pilot I served with, like it, it's, so was there, was there someone driving to that? Like, okay, being in the military is not enough for me. Or there, were there people along the way that you're like, okay, I see myself as kind of like them. And it doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be a female. It'd be any. I don't know. He's the only one that really drove me. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I really I do. I, lo- I love it. I, 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 I love it. And as a parent, I, I, man, I would hope that someday, you know, to, to think about that, like, and I don't think you ever think about it when you're alive or anything, but to, to think that your grandfather, you know, being able to, at the end of his life, be like, someone wanted to be like me. Yeah. Like I lived a life that someone wanted to emulate, man, to me, to me, it's amazing. And so what, uh, what drove you this way? I mean, you, you said you started out in, in Wyoming, you're, you're here in the vast, uh, areas of Wyoming. And the only real experience I have with Wyoming is passing through there. And, uh, at 85 miles an missing hour, right? Out. Oh man, it's <laughs> my, my family has a, you say Wyoming around my family and it's like, they, they start shivering. It's, we had a, we were driving an RV. Quick story. <laughs> Quick story, uh, sidebar, standby listener for a great sidebar st- story, uh, driving an RV through there. And all of a sudden our, we're class C that has that window above the, and all of a sudden that window implodes and throws glass everywhere inside of our RV. And so I'm like, okay, problem one, problem two is we're in the middle of nowhere. We have mm-hmm. no cell phone service. Mm-hmm. So then we start driving and we hit this, like what a biblical plague of bugs. <laughs> I call which those are, mosquitoes. Yes, yeah. which carry you away. Which now are flying into our <laughs> RV at seventy miles an hour. So now I've got to take a mattress and pretty much duct tape it to the window so bugs aren't flying it. Getting it, better. Yeah. So the, the family doesn't. Yeah, Wyoming's not on the top of our list, right? And so, so you're, but you're in Wyoming, this bug infested place, right? And you're you're not good for the tourism industry at at all. all. So, uh, and then what, what drives you to that point of why did you even want to be an officer to start? How long is this podcast? No, I'm Um, just So the first, um, the first military memory that I have actually was uh the television of mash if you remember that yeah and i remember these guys and they were captains and they were had like their own tent and for some reason they like made everybody laugh <laughs> right yeah he wants his own they, tent they <laughs> made the world a better place <laughs> they like, helped oh. people and they saved lives i'm like wow that's pretty awesome you should have started with all of that and so. then followed with the they get their own tent because <laughs> yeah. now both yeah. of us are going yeah he wanted to do it so yeah. he got <laughs> So far, we had Douglas on here. That's like, yeah, why'd you come in? I really wanted a job with air condition. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, grass, and that was grass style. Like, I just wanted my own tent. <laughs> Live in Wyoming. That's yeah. what we do. They also had like a they had a still in that tent. They were brewing beer and they, alcohol. So and I was a kid. And, I didn't know what that what came out of that, but they thoroughly enjoyed it, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So yeah, um, but that's what it was. It was kind of that um, people that are guys that people went to when they needed problem solved. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I like helping people. I don't know what this captain stuff is, but, you know, and as I got older in the military, I was like, that that was the drive was to go do that. I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be whatever a corporal was. So corporal radar, corporal clinger. So do you see, not that job. Do you see, um, you Sergeant Weaver as kind of radar? Like you know it's, what? It's corporal, let's say. I kind of do. Yeah, like he's see, always there in the background making there. things work. Making things happen. <laughs> like he's, uh, Although right. he could be the one that they, they rouse out of bed at three o'clock in the morning to make a yeah. phone call too. Yeah, so. that's, right. uh, that, that's interesting that, that that drove you to it, you know, and uh, I wonder how many other stories there are like that. I you hope know? I'm not the only one, but you, you yeah. think there's, because it's, I think that that TV series especially made an impression. Um, and was anybody in your family military? So the only one that I remember, I had a cousin that joined the army a couple of years before me. Um, he was a tank driver, but after he left for basic training, I never saw or heard from him again, really until after I joined. Have, so, you, have you followed back up with him? Like, is he yeah, still he's alive. alive. Okay. He's in Texas. <laughs> he's good to go. <laughs> that left a cliffhanger right there. Like, that's uh, what the rest never of the story again. I yeah. feel like the next podcast. I'll join the military and cousin. I'll find him. I'll bring yeah. him back, right? Yeah. So, all right. That's my quest. That, that's, 
it's interesting in the process for you. So 2018, you get your degree, you take the AFOQT. I did. Yes. Um, and, and I then, failed. And then you, and I thought it was a joke at first when they gave me the score. They're like, you failed. I'm like, no, I didn't. Had you ever failed anything up to that point? No, never. <laughs> That's why I thought it was a joke. Had and you ever wait a failed anything up to that no. point? How old were you at that point? Um, 38. Okay, so you were 38 years old before you failed something. Yeah. Good for you. That's a lot of uh, frustration and stress, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I was like, I know I didn't ace it, but I didn't fail it. Yeah, I was an overachiever. I started failing real young. Right, yeah, (laughs) like 12 years old. You should just get that on your system early. 12, yeah. Try fourth grade for me. (laughs) I failed that grade. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Uh, So you fail this test. Mm -hmm. You take it again. Yeah, right. Well, yes. But the thing is, is they don't tell you why or how. Right. So I thought it was because of the timeline or I thought maybe in my long division, I miscarried the one because I was scribbling so fast. But you don't know. But you're 38. 38. Doing math. <laughs> yes. Right. That that like you said, you hadn't used in 20 years. Yes. But Algebra one freshman in high school. What's the limit? What's the age limit for officer? Um, that's a good question. And at the I time know, that's why I, I was that. worried about <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Let's, um, but they, there wasn't a, an age limit for me and, you know, I don't know the exact regulation right now, but, um, plus the time you have in the military, they take off. Okay. So, I mean, I was totally good on that. Yeah. We'll have to get back to people on that. So, um, but I, I don't know that there, I know for the enlisted side there is, so it's now 39. No, I think it, I think it's, um, and we will, we should double check this. Actually, I'll do it when we continue to talk here, but I think it's 38 minus your time in service. Yeah. So you have to be 39 before you go, uh, when you, before you, in your first enlistment, you have to be 39, right? Uh, under 39. So for enlisted side. So, um, but I would also double check that. Yeah. So you're 38. You, and and you, I was worried because there was something I saw, and it, I think it was an older regulation when I was searching, researching all this. I think there was some kind of a cutoff at, at either 40 or 42. And then I saw a reg where it, that wording was different, right? Yeah. Um, but I was like, 38, I've got plenty of time to get this in and and going. And and then reality Hitch hit. Yeah. <laughs> but how's that also? Like you're, you're and I don't. I don't know how old you are, uh, Sir Hyman, but you're 38. And at this point you got kids, right. And a family and you're trying to start a new career. Yes. How's that going? Um, a little bit, um, not scary. Cause I, so I did the linguist route. Mm-hmm. I switched to the, the aircraft maintenance route. I went over to the training world. So I've been kind of getting used to changing and learning things, getting out of my comfort zone. Um, but the, and and really what helped us all is Grissom. So being here at Grissom, I didn't have to move anywhere. I didn't have to uproot the family. I didn't. So it was a, not a risk, but it was, it was something that I could, a chance I could take and not mess up everything. Okay. Um, so even if it, the officer package didn't work out, if for some reason I was too old or they, you know, didn't like the way my eyeballs looked, um, I mean, I still had Grissom. I still had the careers here. I, yeah. I was still on a good track on the enlisted side, and I liked where I was going. So it, I felt good about making that. It was it was basically, if you get to the end of your life, right, am I going to regret not trying or trying? So I'm like, I would regret if I didn't try. I just so. told somebody that the other day yeah. is, you know, you got to look at is which is going to be greater, the effort it takes to get there, or the amount of regret you're going to live with for the rest of your life. I would so, rather try it and, and, and not, and like not make it. They didn't like you know, my physical or they didn't like the officer package or whatever. For some reason they didn't like it and they didn't want me fine, but at least I took that step. Uh, had you, uh, it's kind of a, I guess, therapeutic question, I guess, but uh, had you passed on opportunities before, or did you look back at and regret like not doing something? So you're like, I'm not going to do this again. That's an excellent question. And I could only probably say one thing um, that I I passed on, slightly regret, but not much. Um, so in the linguist world, um, you can, there's an option to um, 
go be uh, like attached to special forces, right? But you have to mm. go to jump school. You got to go, you know, be airborne qualified, all that kind of stuff. And so I had a couple buddies um, that did that. And they went and learned another language too. And I was like, man, I wish I could go do, learn another language and jump out of planes and go be attached to cool guys, right? Um, but by that time I was married, had kids. I was like, that's not the responsible thing <laughs> I should be doing. So I, I watched them do it. It's just a little bit of regret, but um, that's kind of that thing. Like from that point, I think um, it was like, you know what? If you got a chance and you might as well do it, just don't live with the regret of not trying something. Yeah. So you get told, how many no's do you think you faced? Oh, in, in this process. process. Yeah. Oh, a lot of no's. In fact, there were some for everyone listening. Um, there were some times it was like, you know, roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after no. And um, the AFOQT was a huge one because you only get one more at that at that point. Right. Um, maybe another with a waiver. Um, but I was like, man, I don't know how many more no's I'm going to do before it's just. It's time to just pull the plug and, and keep going with the direction I was going. So what about um, you, Sir Hyman? How many how many times do you think you hit roadblocks? Definitely that AFOQT. I was terrified after the first time. I'm like, if I fail it. Yeah, this you only again, get one more. I'm just like, <laughs> out of luck. So, so what about what about before that? Like what about with with college and you know, stuff like that, roadblocks along that too? Uh, like with your working and doing college and yeah. Well, I started college out. I played tennis for mm -hmm. IUPUI, so I wasn't even in the military at the beginning. Hey, there's two so college on. athletes yeah. in there. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was going. Man, you beat me to it. So Joshua, the Dreamweaver, was also a college athlete. Uh, so how many people were on your tennis team? Uh, eight, eight or nine. Yeah. So well, first of all, you say sport. IUPUI? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's D1, so she already wins. Yeah, it's a single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh had was on a basketball team that had six people. So yeah. and it was an AIA. Yeah. So. And a freshman. Is that team. even a full team? Hey, it, all right. Whoa, whoa. She's fitted well. There's a sub. She's well. There's a sub. Yeah, there. there's only five so, people. Back, yeah, back anyways, to, back, back to, to the show. show. Yeah. Uh so you even in college, like, do you feel like there was a time where you're like, I'm so frustrated right now? Yeah, when I started college, I started with exercise science. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love working out. I'm super into sports. I'm like, that sounds like me. And I did that for two years and I hated every minute of it. And I was like, oh, that's everyone hates college. It's not fun. And then it got to the point where I just wasn't enjoying it. And um, I took a like a really long test with my uh, counselor and I end up saying uh, three things that I should do. I should be um, criminal justice. Mm -hmm. I should join the military, and I should be a farmer. <laughs> I was like, that's just because I grew up in Walton. Yeah, but, say, yeah. <laughs> did so not see that shot of three. Now. Yeah, the Walton genes are really <laughs> <Yeah>. coming through. <laughs> I always wanted to join the military, and um, I was like, well, this is better time than any. I wasn't enjoying tennis as much as I thought after two years, and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I quit that and joined the military immediately and then switched my major. And then I loved criminal justice. I was like, huh, this college is actually interesting. If you so after actually two love years, you joined the Air Force? Yeah. Okay. So after the, that, that was a big roadblock. Just not, I feel like I didn't like anything. I'm like, is this just how it is? And it's not like that. So I'm glad I switched. And I'm glad I joined when I did. I always planned on joining, just didn't know when. So it worked out. So some of the frustration or no drove you to this. Yeah, it did. Drove then, me to it at least sooner, probably. But then what what kept you going? You know, was it that, hey, you get in the military, you get a little taste, and you're like, hey, I want some more? Or what what kept you going when you hit the other roadblocks? Like you, you hit the AFOQT, right? And and I I don't know, I'm assuming that other people knew you were taking the AFOQT. Yeah. Everybody so, knew. So then, <laughs> so everyone asked. Yeah. I tell everybody. I they gave me so much crap over in uh, ops because they all knew I wanted to come over yeah. there. And when I failed English, they're like, "How do you fail the English part? You do well on every other section. The Eng all you need is the bare minimum for English to be a pilot, and yeah. they want high pilot scores. I did great on all the other stuff, not English. So it's been kind of a joke ever since then. 
that I can't read. That's but, what they but say. How big of- <laughs> <laughs> I love that's, that's uh, we, so, we, were so <laughs> close, we were so close to moving on, and then you just threw yeah. us a little. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so the rest of the interview yeah. uh, is going to be so, written out, and you'll yeah, have to write yeah, questions. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're just going to test you on a few things. Let's do a spelling bee real quick. <laughs> but okay, so if there's people making, you know. Not necessarily making fun of, right? It's probably laughing with it you. It is. But I mean, we can't oh, yeah. be inverse to this. Like we, but, jo- we joke there, with each other. We laugh. Yeah. We laugh yeah. at each other. We poke fun. And sometimes it's it's hurtful, right? And sometimes it's even though you're like, okay, that's funny. I can't read, you know. But uh, but you're still like, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't take just that part and put it on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, right? so so I found that's the, the spot. Clip. That's yeah. that's not the clip that goes on these two. But but then there's also a part you know, that you've got to be super disappointed at this point. Yeah, I was. And, and be I, like, what happens next? Yeah. And I felt it was kind of embarrassing and disappointing because all of them really wanted me to go over there and everyone supported me. And then when the only person that failed that test was me, it was no one else that. Well, oh, there was caused- other people taking it at the same time. Oh, I meant like oh, I yeah, was the yeah. only cause of yeah. that. It, so it was a little embarrassing, but. It went a lot better the second time around. So then second time, more nerves? Yeah. Because I'm like, this is my only shot. And Why do you take it the second time? Like, is there, if, I, I don't know how it works. So if you fail the first time, is it just like an automatic, hey, you're going to take it the second time? No. Or do you have to no, choose to I can. That? You have to choose. Have to I could have just called it quits there. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere because I. they won't uh, hire you anywhere for any officer position if you don't get the minimum scores. So why do you decide to take it the second time? Like nothing. instead of just going back to being a crew chief. Well, if I failed again, I'd still be a crew chief. And if I didn't take it again, I'd still be a crew but it's chief. Still pretty good. <laughs> so. like, you seem like you enjoy the crew chief world. Oh, and I, you do. Ju- I, yeah. I do. I do so love being that, a crew chief. What a great, I mean, again, I, I agree with Josh is, is at some point you're just kind of like, is this worth the strain in my life? What, what drives you to that point where you're like, Hey, here's a door that just closed on my face. Yeah. Because if I don't, if I don't pass this, I don't become an officer, but I mean, you look at your life, Sergeant Hyman, and it's, you're already a crew chief, right? You're doing well in the crew chief world. You're making a good name for yourself. You've already made your grandfather proud, probably made your family proud. I'm saying you make Walton proud, right? You've got Lieutenant Grasbeck, you've got a family that supports you. Mm-hmm. you you've got a, a business of, of doing this you know, the, the massage therapy and, you know, helping people that are in need, you know, that desire to help people, you're doing it. So at what point now you're like, man, I got to put myself out there again. Like I'm, I'm faced with a hurdle here. What makes you go, you know what? I'm taking another run at it. That's just the goal. Like that was my goal. And it, I'm going to, my whole, so you get crushed, right? Yeah. On, on all of the no's. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep going until somebody tells me stop. And so that's what I did. I'm like, I'm going to take that test. I will say I lost a lot of sleep over that test. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go until somebody tells me to stop. So. Yeah. I, I felt like I had nothing to lose. Like if, if it went bad again. Cause then, you're always, you're already winning. Yeah. I'm already in a spot that I like and I, I got the degrees in case something crazy happened. And if I would have failed again, I probably would have definitely stayed in the military, but maybe not do it full time as much. Maybe do something with my degrees. I I wasn't sure. I just wanted to have the options. So, but yeah, I took it. I was like, there's what's the worst that can happen? The worst already happened in theory. So how much red tape do you think is involved with becoming an officer? (laughs) A lot, and it's a slow process. I right. think that's like the biggest red tape. That so I- there was, there was my whole process took all over two and a half years. I think going on three. Why do you think that is? I can name a few things. So number one, it was single points of failure. Only one person knew the program, and then they left, or they mm-hmm. retired, or they did something. So then the next person stepping in had no clue. They had to learn the entire program from bottom to top. Um. And then for the medical portion, um, it was uh, a couple different things. There was system like their their systems. 
they had to get into multiple systems and sometimes they didn't all work at the same time. So you'd come in on that's, a UTA that's weekend been my problem and recently. the system was down. So that wastes an entire month because you can't come back until the next one. Um, I think one of the doctors, he was new and he, he didn't have com access yet or something. So he couldn't sign anything because he couldn't log onto a computer. Um, and then there was another one. And I think you mentioned it earlier. So they did a blood draw and they waited so long and it's kind of blurred into another. They waited so long they had to take more blood. And then they changed the the form on the blood vial. So then that blood didn't work anymore and I had to go back in and get more blood. Well, every time I have to keep doing this, that's a month down the drain. Were you doing it here? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then that, that whole process took so long that uh, I hit 40 and became old, right? And then like, oh, well, now we have to give you old people tests. So that just added more stuff onto the stuff that I've already been doing for two is years. Is that the technical term for that is old people Old people tests? stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have more tests for you because you're old now. So so you're, you're talking about single points of failure, mm -hmm. system failures, mm -hmm. right? And then at the time, um, I was kind of the lowest priority. So we have, you know, you have deployers and they're going to be your top priority no matter what. So when you come in for the one month, if there's only one doctor and he's got to work through all the, the higher priorities, he just doesn't have time to get to you that month. So that's another month when you come back. So do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. My me medical for pilots is a little different. Um, I It's kind of in a process too, but I have to do all mine at right pat. They can't do it here. Mm -hmm. So I have to go through our medical and then they have to go through their medical. And so you have to travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't, it seems um, pilots get to go to OTS way quicker. Two and a half years, it's like crazy. I was the fast one. I was yeah, fair, they told was... me like nine months maybe. And if I really push it, I could probably go sooner. So I, I, I don't know why that's so different. but I will tell you that um, the process is, is, it takes a long time. There's a lot of red tape. And, and we continue to work on it. Lieutenant Colonel Earn. Colonel Kuhn is working hard uh, with a team to, to figure out how to streamline that here at Grissom, right? Because we have a lot of individuals that, that want to do this. But let's take a look at this. Mm -hmm. So single points of failure. Mm -hmm. We got system failures. We got forms changing and documents changing, mm -hmm. right? It's, yep. a, it's a moving target. Well, I need this. Well, now you need this because you've aged and you, you've turned difference. Time. You know, hey, here's another month down. Now this test that you took before is no longer valid because you've timed out on this other one. And so we got to go back and do this one. And travel. Travel. If she's going to have to go to right Pat. So the 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 tyranny of, of distance, right? And travel. And, and so the availability of resources. If we looked at that and we said, what do I want? an officer to be good at. Well, I want him to eliminate single points of failure. That's my whole I, goal in life, chief. I, <laughs> I want him to be able to work through system failures. When things change, I want them to come up with solutions. I, I want them to be able to maximize time. Right. I, I want them to take a process that is way too long and be able to reverse engineer it and come back and say, this is how long the process should take. I want to take people that feel like they're the lowest priority and, and be like, we're going to make you feel valued here. And I want someone who doesn't have the available resources here to figure out a solution to that. So when you look at this whole process and you're not even, you're not even done yet. Yeah. I mean, you're still have a lot to go. <laughs> Do you feel like this, the longevity, the, 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 all the hurdles that you jumped, you think it makes you a better officer? Certainly. Um, and I tried to pass on everything that I learned to the people coming behind me. Um, I tried to smooth out all the road, road bumps, speed bumps, whatever that popped up so that their process would be easier. Um, there have been a couple people that have, have followed, which has been awesome to see that their process didn't take nearly as long. Um, and there for a while, I thought for sure it was just the last filter 
to see if you really wanted to be an officer. I'm like, they're just messing with us now. I was just about to say, you guys must really want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think part of it, we've, we've done this, but not on purpose. Right. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think the air force is. No. So I had a lot of people that that helped me along the way. Um, and I'll name those names. Uh, Sergeant Zeiger, he was really good in reaching out and networking with other people that had processes in place. Um, Sergeant Golden and uh, Sergeant Hendricks. Like whenever I went over to medical, they were, I mean, they almost grabbed me by the hand and said, like, you and I are going down to this doorway right now. Like, I mean, it was nice. They kind of helped facilitate as much as possible. So the people here that were in charge of the program that could do what they could do. Like they really, they really helped. And so it's just as long as they get the credit and the kudos for that. Cause that process could have taken a lot longer had I not had anybody for trying to support that process, I guess. So Sergeant Hyman, these lessons that, uh, that you're learning. Yeah. You know, how do you think that's going to play into your career? Uh, I feel like, it's definitely going to help going through this whole process of being patient. And the other thing I think that's important with doing this whole process is uh, don't just sit back and assume everyone's going to do it for you. Cause I've mm. heard of people doing that and then they wait forever. That never works. Yeah. You got to be in charge. The other great thing about Grissom is it is small and I've been here long enough. I know a lot of people. So when they say like, Oh, this person is in charge, I can just walk over and be like, Hey, where's this at? And, been around and we have enough rapport that they're like, oh, yeah, let me go look for you. And it's just been great. Networking is like so important. And Very. just like being nice to people. That's like a big thing I've learned in the military, like because sometimes you need things done. And if they don't like you so much, maybe they won't do it in a timely manner. But just being nice. And I try to say hi to everybody that I walk by and it's like really helped. I don't want to say it's don't suck up, but just being polite and a normal person has right, just helped so a much. Yeah, that's it's almost crazy. like I've said this on like four different podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy what you can get accomplished if, if you're just an, a, good, a good person. Yes. And, yeah. and assume we have to assume that that other people have good intentions, right? Yeah. Other people have bad days, right? And so they may treat you, uh, you know, poorly or whatnot. We just had this conversation the other day because. Uh, I had someone that that gave me some customer service that that I wasn't really pleased with, and and so I just stopped, closed the door, and I said, "Hey, what's going on?" Like, I, I don't believe I deserve that. <laughs> like, like what's happening? And and just man, they had a lot going on. Yeah, I mean their their life was, but being a good person sometimes people are like, "Well, I'm I'm not, I don't want to suck up to that person." Not sucking not up. Sucking no. up. There's a difference. There's a <laughs> yeah. huge difference. You're being yeah. a decent human being. Yeah. Right. That cares about someone. And if you can lighten someone's load like that, that's huge. And they're like, you know what? I got you. And when, then they'll 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 you know, they'll go the extra mile to help you out. Yeah. And it's and you never know. Um, you know, you never know along the process. Yeah when you treat people of where position they're going to be in next. Right. Right. Cause you never know. It's, it's, there's pilots that I guarantee you that, uh, give you a hard time or you're like that, <laughs> that I someday I'm going to be that. your boss. I didn't deserve that. And, and someday you may, you know, or the same way with, with, with you, Lieutenant Grassberg, there's, there's people that, you know, when you're an IG or when you were in any of those positions that people treated you a certain way. And now, here you are an officer, you know, and you're like, I think you guys are good people to where it doesn't come back and be like, because you treated me like crap. <laughs> Guess what? You know, get ready to get locked up. <laughs> we're going to go down this process. <laughs> but I don't want to lose sight of the, the fact that it's the process. Sometimes we lose sight of, the, of how much the process teaches us. And we just want to get through the process and we just want to be on the other side of that. And if we don't take time and we don't step back and look at this is this process really teaches people how to be a good officer. This process is really 
teaching you a lot of lessons that as a leader, as an officer, you know, you need to relay to your individuals. It, you need to be that relatability. You need to have that credibility of being able to say is, hey, when someone comes to you and say, well, I, I, I did this paperwork and, and you go, what, did you follow up on it? Well, no, but I, because I did the paperwork. Right. But listen, nobody cares about your career as much as you do. I'll say like, that's one thing I wanted to add was you have to be actively engaged. Yeah. Um, everybody else has 37 other different things that are vying for their attention and you're one of them. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay actively engaged to get through this process. Somebody said that the other day is, uh, we were, we were working an issue for someone and, and they, they were like, man, I, I really appreciate, you know, you guys devoting all your attention to this. And I'm like, this isn't all of our attention. Like you're one of about 50 people going through this on this wing right now. Like there's a lot of attention that we have to devote in a lot of different directions. But when those members take, you know, charge of their career, when you, you have that to where you're invested and I show how much, or I see how much you guys are working and you are desiring it. But there also has to be a part where we step back and we look at and say, there has to be a driving force behind it because at some point you would have just quit. I mean, you have to search up everything by yourself, all like all the little regulations that you need yeah. to do to get these packages rather how they're supposed to be formatted, how they're supposed to be routed, like all that stuff. Like you're the one that has to get in there and do that. And so just like you said, chief, that process makes you better because you're the one doing the work and that desire has to be great enough to overcome these hurdles. It has to, yes. Because otherwise, you just say, screw it. It's not worth the work. It's not worth the effort. I'm, I'm out. Yep. You know, I gave, it a, I gave it a good college try, you know, and not like a Wyoming college either. I was like thinking a really, NAIA, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, NAIA college try. <laughs> like, a, like a full college try, right? But I want to bring up a couple of pieces as we, as we kind of wrap this up is, one, what a great example and what a great story to tell your kids on, on all the times that you failed and you had to pick up pieces and move on and you're not in this boat. You, you don't, uh, you know, the, what we desire is on the other side of difficult. If, if we didn't, if we didn't go through difficult, we can't get there. There's no way around it. We have to go through difficult. And, and so, uh, Man, I thank you for being an example for people to look at and say, okay, I need to keep chugging. I, I need to, you that's know. That's one of the biggest things I'd say, Chief. Um, would, like this process doesn't demand perfection. Like if you, you know, you don't pass the AFOQT on the first time, it's not your failure. Um, this process demands perseverance. Yeah. And for you, Senator Donato and I were talking and she said, I think she's the first female pilot from Walton. Yeah, and she's like, probably. she's like, I want to capture that. I want to recognize that. And I look at that and I say, you know, you're talking about your grandfather. Is there's going to be little girls, little boys, you know, that little kids in Walton that are going to look at you and say, I can do it because she did it. That's what I hope. I, yeah. And I, I think when our, when the process <laughs> gets heavy and, and the burden gets heavy and, and we don't, we don't have, I feel like I have a, you know, uh, get ready to move on to another job that I don't feel like I deserve or that I'm qualified for. Right. But I also don't have your story and we need your guys' stories. We need great enlisted members that want to be officers to continue to do that for us to continue to have a military that people say it's worth me jumping through all these hoops. Why? Because I had a, a captain or a major one time that used to be enlisted that they did all those things and they were the best leader I had. And so from the enlisted force one, I want to say, Hey, we're super proud. 
to, to call you guys, you know, uh, former enlisted and still enlisted, but former enlisted and to see, you know, you, you put on that officer rank. We're proud of that. Um, and also thanks. Thanks because I know that you're going to have a career that is full of helping people and finding those people that are maybe at that point where they're like, I just going to quit. I'm saying, hold on what you desire is on the other side of that. So thank you guys for taking the time out. Um, uh, thanks for sharing your guys' story. We look forward to continuing the story with you. Yeah. Uh, but, but thank you so much. I'll tell you, I know that you were really, you kept begging me like, is there a time where I can get on the podcast? Yeah, all day, every day. <laughs> I yeah. just couldn't wait. Yeah. He tried everything he could to get out of this podcast. <laughs> and thanks for taking time out of your day. I know uh, maintenance is really humping right now. And yeah. they're really getting after it. So uh, thanks for taking time out. And, and thanks to Chief Cassidy and them for allowing you guys and to come And he would be a great guest if you want another. Yeah. The, so the Google Forms has him on there twice. Yeah. So I highly yeah. recommend. Don't tell him. Don't, Don't take tell no him. for an Don't answer. Don't tell him that. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks, so, Chief. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got before, before you leave, we have one thing. So uh, you've not listened to the podcast. You have. So you know what's coming next. Oh, no. So what are you loving? So no, at the I end of this, no we, we end with uh, a positive side of, of what you're loving. So it can be anything from the, the weather to a new pair of shoes to a song that you really like or whatever. So right now, LT, what are you loving? I'm loving that the Cubs beat the Reds last night. That's what I'm loving. Man. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. I wish I would have known you were a Cubs fan before we started this. <laughs> uh, so many jokes. Perseverance. Yeah. Sergeant Weaver, we're going to give her uh, a, an opportunity to be thinking. Uh, what are you loving? Um, well, so I'll say I'm loving it now. I'm going to say this time next year, I will not be saying the same thing, but my kids are so fast at running. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing these races every Tuesday. <clears throat> and so my daughter's birthday was yesterday. She turned eight. So on Tuesday, day before her birthday, I said, hey, let's run your fastest time for your birthday. And she's giving me like this little smile and she's like, Okay. Well, I run with her all the time. That's why I say I will not be loving this next year. Um, and so she run, she runs a, a seven forty seven mile, mm -hmm. which is like thirty seconds faster than her fastest time. Um, and it's just awesome. And and then my son, who is four and goes like right up to my hip, ran like a nine twenty mile. Yeah. I don't even know how his little legs. That's pretty faster than little legs. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. And so it's just it's it's awesome to go out there. Uh, and do that with them. And, you know, they've got, this is in Anderson and they've got like a hundred kids that come out there every week and everyone just gets to run a race. And it's, uh, it's just so much fun to, to go out there and run with them. Yeah. Um, next year I will have to train to be able to run with my daughter <laughs> unless I just want to stare at her back, you know, yeah, yeah that's the whole time. quarter yeah, mile in front of yeah. me. Yeah. I'm sure she finished strong. I'll catch up later. Yeah. I'll catch up I'll later. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell Colonel Pemberton. I'll jump in for one lap with you. Like I'll cheer you up for one lap. So, so my wife is getting ready to have surgery on her knee, but she still tried to run with my son because I don't necessarily want them to run by themselves for a mm -hmm. mile. And, uh, well, she can't keep up with him. So I, once I finish with my daughter, I always turn around and run with him. Well, this week I couldn't find my son. I was like, I can't see him anywhere. And all of a sudden, and we're almost at a mile. And all of a sudden I just hear, ha 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 ha. He just starts laughing and taking off. And I'm just like, I do not like you right now. <laughs> you have so much energy that you're almost done yeah. with a mile and you're just laughing and sprinting. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, sorry, Hyman. I feel like this is the hardest question you've asked me today. Yeah. But I guess the only thing I could think of, um, my hobby right now is powerlifting. Really? Yeah, super into powerlifting. I just competed two weeks ago, and it was kind of like my last one because I need to start running for OTS. I don't run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I end up finishing first, and it was nice to end on a good note. So and now I got to start. What was the what was the lift that you finished first? Like, what's your? It's it's squat, bench, and deadlift. Okay, so give us your give us your your PRs in those. <laughs> uh, squat is two sixty five. Okay, bench is one thirty two, uh -huh. and then deadlifts three oh three. Wow, I'm gonna leave now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so hey, after the podcast, let's get together. Let's see. I'll <laughs> see you guys at the gym later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys have fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I love it's those a stories. lot of fun. Uh, Sergeant Wilson actually competed in a, a fitness, um, competition down in, uh, I think down in Indy 
week ago and finished first. So we have a lot of, you know, people that are involved with this. So, uh, let's see, what am I loving? Um, man, I, I, uh, just got, uh, notified that, uh, that I got this new position at the Pentagon and, and going to go up to be the chief, the chief's group. And one of the things that I've done is I just sat back and looked at my life and I am loving all of the opportunities that I've got to meet people like you guys, um, to be in situations that, you know, a small town country boy, like what I talked about before that failed fourth grade, um, is still here and, and still doing this. And so, uh, I just, I love the, how blessed my life has been and, and, uh, all these opportunities that I've got to, to meet great people. And I don't, I look around and I'm like, the military provided me that opportunity. So there's so many people that are not outside of their bubble, you know? So yeah, that's what I'm loving. So thanks guys for being here. Um, you know, get out there, have a great July UTA and, uh, can't wait to see, uh, Lieutenant Hyman. We'll have and, to do this again in a yeah, few years right. when I'm back. That's right. Yeah. They do it with Josh. He'll be on a zoom call. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh, so, so, all right. Thanks guys. Thank thanks, you. Chief. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation, man. I love listening to people's stories on what motivates them and, and just that perseverance and, um, yeah, it, it's if you have interested in going from enlisted to officer, uh, we have a few contacts for you. So uh, obviously talk to your supervisors and, and see, you know, uh, the next step for you there at that level. Uh, but you can talk to Sergeant Tromba, our um, career assistance advisor. Lieutenant Grasmick said that he would love to to be able to help anybody through this process. He just recently went through it. So he'd love to. And then Colonel Kuhn um, is also working really hard to, to make sure that that process is going well. Uh, remember that we have our October is our family day. And, um, you know, the, the email came out about reservations. And um, so make sure you're doing that. You don't want to miss out on bringing your family out here for, for family day. And, and just as always, it, it continues to come up is, you know, take control of your career, but also just be good to people. Be a good person. Man. It comes up all the time. It's it's crazy how being good to people can get you to some great places. Yep. So thanks for listening. Have a great UTA. We'll see you out there.